0: Inside ADHD is ADHD Families' official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. Hi everybody, my name is Krista Forand and I am a registered psychologist at the CanLearn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm also a member of the ADHDFamilies.ca team and in today's podcast we're going to be talking about uh, tips for going back to school for students who have ADHD. Before we get into that I just wanted to quickly remind everybody that we now have an email address so you are actually able to contact us now and we'd really like to hear from you and know what topics you'd like to learn more about on our podcasts because we want to make sure that the information we provide is relevant to you in your daily life as a parent or perhaps as an individual who's dealing with ADHD. And I think it's also important um, to get your feedback and your ideas because we want to know what questions parents and children have because it's probably very likely that you're not the only one asking those questions. And many others will likely benefit from your questions because they have similar concerns or questions of their own. So please send us your suggestions for topics that you'd like to hear about on our podcast. And just keep in mind that we cannot provide advice or clinical intervention to individuals. So please do not send questions about specific people. We will not be able to answer those questions. But if you do have specific questions or concerns about yourself or a child, we encourage you to visit a professional in your area to best determine what kinds of supports or strategies that might be needed. So for more general questions though about ADHD or specific topics you'd like to hear about, please feel free to send us an email at ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. And as well, uh, many of you may know that coming up in October we will be having ADHD Awareness Month. And this is just a time of the year where many different agencies and organizations work together to increase awareness about ADHD and dispel a lot of the myths about ADHD that are still out in our um, daily life and in our culture. So during the month of October, we would like to get our listeners more involved to contribute to our podcast by specifically considering and answering three questions. And we do have these up on our website as well, so if you'd like to go read the questions there, you can do that. But the three questions are, how do you bring awareness to ADHD? What myth about ADHD has been busted for you? And how has that changed your approach to yourself or your child and to life in general? And how do you advocate for yourself or your child uh, in daily life or everyday life? And you can email your answers to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca And during ADHD Awareness Month in October, we'll share your answers during our podcast episodes and we will share them anonymously. And this will give an opportunity for you to reflect on how you've grown in your understanding of ADHD over time and how this new understanding may have helped to make positive changes in your life and the life of your child. As well as families who may be fairly new to the ADHD diagnosis and they're still learning more about what it actually is, they may be inspired to hear how other families have grown throughout the process of coming to understand more about this diagnosis. So please send us uh, your answers and your stories related to awareness around ADHD, learning more about it, dispelling the myths that are out there and how you advocate for your child. Send those answers to ADHDfamilies at KenLearnSociety.ca So today's podcast uh, episode is all about back to school tips for ADHD. And we've got uh, seven tips that I'd like to share for you today. There are certainly other things to consider as well. And if you check out our website, you can also get more information um, about working with the school system as well as working with the health system. And there'll be things there that you can sort of add on to what I'm um, talking about today. So the first tip I would like to share is review your child's IPP or IEP. These are things called um, individual program plans, individual educational plans. Sometimes they're referred to as learning support plans. Usually these are uh, formal documents that have been put in place by your child's school based on uh, them having documentation about your child's ADHD diagnosis. Um, We can talk about IPPs or IEPs in future episodes and talk more in detail about them but basically what they are is a document that talks about some of the areas of need that your child may have because of their disability and in this case we're talking about ADHD and what sort of um, supports and strategies the school is able to implement on a daily, weekly basis to help in those areas of need. It should also mention the child's strengths and how you can sort of take advantage of those strengths and capitalize on them as well. So some things you want to consider when you're looking at the individual program plan is, are there any areas for improvement? Maybe based on the last year, uh, the last um, grade that your child just completed. Were there some things that maybe started to concern you? Were there maybe some um, new behaviors that were happening? Or perhaps your child is starting to struggle a bit more in math or another subject? And so you really want to ask yourself, does the IPP need to be updated? Or does it currently accurately reflect your child's needs and strengths given their diagnosis of ADHD and perhaps other diagnoses or um, other conditions to be considered such as medical or health uh, conditions. And so you want to meet with your child's support team or resource team as early as possible in the year to make sure that everyone's on the same page about what the goals are going to be for that upcoming school year. And depending on your child's age, Uh, and maturity level, you might want to consider having them also attend the meeting um, because involving the child in that process is modeling to them how to be an advocate for themselves as they get older and they mature. It also says to them that the strategies and supports that are going to be discussed uh, to be put into place for that school year are in consultation with the child, meaning getting their opinion about it, rather than doing a bunch of strategies to the child, you're working with the child. And that sort of is setting up uh, your child for more experiences of feeling empowered, rather than feeling um, like things are being done to them. The next tip I'd like to share is related to the IPP meeting. It's also specific though. It's set up communication with your child's new teacher early on. So meet with your child's teacher early on in the year and determine what type of communication may be necessary for you. For some families, uh, daily communication is going to be necessary. for other families perhaps every couple days or once a week. It just really depends on the child's needs and what sort of the concerns have been um, due to the diagnosis of ADHD. So this could be things like regular emails, it could be using the child's agenda book on a daily basis to send messages back and forth uh, between parents and teachers or perhaps phone calls or setting up uh, face-to-face meetings as well. And again, like I said, that's sort of based on the level of need that your child might have as far as helping them with um, academics and be- things like behaviour. This uh, setting up the communication early with your child's teacher also communicates to them and school staff that you are serious about being an advocate for your child and it also helps to clarify upfront what the teacher's role will be so that you can perhaps avoid maybe months down the road feeling like you're out of the loop and you don't really know what's going on because you set up that relationship and the roles and the expectations as early on in the school year as possible. And if there are specific behaviour challenges that your child has, work with your child's new teacher and perhaps also the resource team early on to create very specific plans about how those behaviours will be dealt with. And it's important to also uh, have home and school be very consistent in how they will deal with those behaviours so that the message that's communicated to the child is that the expectations in both home and school are the same and as, um, so will also be the consequences for certain behaviours. Another tip to keep in mind is if your child is taking medication for their ADHD, consider whether it is still at an optimal dose. Consider whether it is still actually working to decrease uh, the symptoms of ADHD. And what I mean by this and why I think is it, it's important is perhaps some parents don't realize that uh, monitoring medication should be an ongoing process. Yes, you may have found a dose that works really great, and that's a very positive thing to be able to experience, but then you always need to keep in the back of your mind the question of, is it still working? Because... As children grow and things change for them, uh, their medication may need to be adjusted. So it's good to get some feedback from the new teacher and just sort of uh, you and them monitor that as you go along in the school year. And also talk to your child about his or her own experience with the medication and whether they think it's still working at um, an optimal uh, level. And it, should, yeah, and it should never be assumed that a particular dose of medication will work indefinitely. And you always want to keep in mind the balance. So you don't want to ever have your child on too low of a dose where it's not really doing anything. But you also don't want them on too high of a dose where they're um, experiencing negative side effects. So speak with your doctor who is prescribing the medication. Uh, about this and any concerns you might have throughout the school year but basic- basically the takeaway message here is to um, continue to monitor the meds every few months and just ask yourself and your child and your child's teacher whether you think any changes have occurred and whether that might be due to um, medication not, um, not working at its optimal level. Another really great thing to consider when going back to school is to get the sleep schedule back on track. So many children end up changing their sleep patterns over the course of the summer. Uh, Routines are maybe a little bit less strict or structured. Um, and So they may end up going to sleep later and later in the evenings and then they may actually sleep in Um, later and later into the mornings, uh, especially depending on their age. And we know that sleep is very important for attention but also the ability to self-regulate and regulate emotions and it's also just important for overall physical health. So it needs to be part of uh, the treatment plan for ADHD. Um, Having good sleep routines and making sleep an important thing for the treatment of ADHD. So one thing you can do is create a plan with your child before school starts that involves slowly shifting their sleep schedule back to what it will need to be for school. Uh, So this will make the transition back to school a lot easier because you won't be dealing or because you won't be having to deal with all the self-regulation issues that come with sleep deprivation and having to uh, shift that schedule too quickly. So you can do this by, um, for maybe a few nights, um, having them go to bed half an hour earlier, and then after a few nights, now it's an hour earlier, uh, and so on until they're back to their regular bedtime that they normally do throughout the school year. Uh, The next tip is get organized, so help your child get their school supplies ready and organized. You may experiment with different strategies, such as labeling things and color coding, using different containers or bins or folders to separate different categories of things, so things like ongoing projects, completed homework, forms or permission slips that need to go to and from school. It's also a good idea to use a large wall calendar to keep track of things like homework assignments, after school activities, appointments, uh, family, gatherings or events, those kinds of things. This also models to children good time management and organization skills, and it gives them a visual representation of the passage of time uh, in the form of a calendar, which helps them to then um, be encouraged to use those types of strategies later on when they're older. And also part of your communication with the teacher may be around things like creating systems of organization to make sure like homework and other things like permission slips are being handed in, but also being handed in on time. So that's certainly something to talk to your child's teacher about as well as the organizational aspect of school. And another one that's related here, another tip is set up a consistent homework routine. So perhaps you haven't had one before or maybe you had one and then throughout the school year um, it changed a little bit or it got more difficult to keep it consistent. This transition point from summer into the school year is a great time to speak to your child um, about setting up a more consistent uh, structured homework routine. So you want to make sure that the space where homework happens is clutter-free both of noise distractions but also visuals. So try not to have a lot of visual clutter around or noises in the background. You want to try and make it a specific time and try to make it the same time every day if possible. And uh, perhaps earlier in the evening, if possible, uh, only to avoid um, the sort of procrastination that might start occurring if there's too much space allowed between coming home from school and getting the homework started. Uh, But I know for some teenagers, they do need to work a little bit later uh, based on their after school schedules um, or they might just need a larger break after school. So it is... um, individualized, but consider the more time you put in between coming home from school and starting homework, there's more time there for kids to create excuses and try to convince you that they don't have to start it right away. Um, You may also need to consider if a reinforcement system is necessary to help Uh, motivate your child to get down to starting their homework and actually finishing it. So an example of that would just be having um, some reward for finishing their homework on a reasonable amount of time. So it could be once you finish your homework, you can play 30 minutes of video games. Um, And it'll be important to keep that consistent so that they know exactly what the expectation is and what the reinforcement or the reward will be for completion of homework. And the last tip, um, last but not least, be patient and monitor your child's progress and their experience of the upcoming new school year. Because some children have more difficulty with new situations and new teachers and they may have trouble adjusting to the transition of a new class or perhaps a new school. So helping them get prepared early on for the transition by being organized, visiting with the school staff before uh, school starts are all great ways to ease the transition for these kids. Other children actually do quite well in new environments precisely because they are new. Uh, there's a novelty it, to it. So the novelty of a new classroom and a new teacher may even mask the problems that they might typically have due to their ADHD, such as uh, focusing issues and behaviour issues. Um, and so parents of these children will need to really watch for when the novelty, novelty starts to wear off and old habits start to creep in. So uh, the challenge for these parents is to be very consistent and stay organized, be consistent with expectations for behavior and homework, it'll be crucial. Uh, When parents are aware and mindful of how the beginning of the year typically goes for their child, they can stay attuned with their child by making sure that there is structure, predictability and consistency to help their child make the transition successfully and continue with positive habits throughout the year. So I hope those tips were helpful for you, just some things to consider um, heading back into the new school year this September. For more information visit ADHDfamilies.ca and under the ADHD resources tab you can check out several resources uh, that are related to school in the ADHD and school strategies section as well as the navigating the school and health system section. So thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you next time. For listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you'd like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHD families at canlearnsociety.ca.